This is your Anime DJs with Weekly Rundown 22. Uh, let's get it. Guys, we are back with the same old, same old weekly rundown. This is actually going to be our wrap-up of the spring season with Mashal 12, the finale. It's Hell's Paradise, episode 13, another f- finale. And Insomniacs, after school, 13, a finale. And then lastly, we got our bottom bitch, oh, One Piece 1067. Boys, how y'all doing? Doing wonderful. I got the I'm back, you know? I got the power, and we're vibing. Let's go. What about That's you, Dave? Man, I'm good. What, when did you get power back, Tyler? Like what day? Uh, it's it's been a while. Um, I think it was like Saturday, wasn't it? Like last Saturday. What? Holy Wait. smokes, bro! Was it? No, power- maybe it was Thursday. Maybe it was Thursday. Okay, because I think your power went out on like Sunday, and like yeah, I thought you got it back before. I was I was out like for like four for sure. days, bro. Like Damn, four days. Son. So I've been there, bro. It's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. But hey, I'm really happy to have you back, bro. You know, we, we, uh, we have a hundred percent vibes right now. I love we, it. We 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 kind of tore it up when you were gone. Hope you got a chance to listen. It was a good time, but uh, yeah, we're yeah. glad to have you back, brother. I'm glad to be back. Um, I was tired of sitting outside on the porch, just looking into the sky. You know, it feels like I got more wise. You know, <laughs> you were you were channeling your inner insomniacs after school. I feel that just oh. staring at the night sky. I was gonna say, you know, pervy sage, Jiraiya. I, I was, I was turning into sage mode, bro. I was learning it. <laughs> My man had too much time on his hands. <laughs> the man was just like tripping on psychedelics with some frogs jumping around in front of him. Like, I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> well, anyway, boys, you guys want to get right into it, man? Let's yeah. do it. We're gonna start with Mashal episode twelve, the finale. Mash and the Magic Mirror. As the crew celebrates and Mash takes a quick trip to the potty, <laughs> Innocent Zero enters Lord Abel's lair with some devious plans. So basically, this opened up with Lord Abel and Abyss Razor meeting in a little flashback. And Abyss was like talking to Abel, and Abel was basically like, I'll give your eye a better purpose. And I think that really stuck with Abel, or sorry, uh, Abyss, as we saw, and turned him into a total crony. So it was an interesting way to start the episode, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool that they showed that. Um, one, because I, I thought it was interesting how he got into the Magic Academy with, like, I guess, no support from his parents, I would assume, because they had tried to kill him already. Uh, but he was, Abyss was just looking for some love, you know? So I'm glad he found it somewhere, even though it wasn't very healthy, but it is what it is. Hey, man. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes you just got to get used and abused, you know? <laughs> I was gonna say, no comment. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how, does, how does his power work? Do y'all know, like, Abyss Razors? Like, does he just look at them, or does he have to activate it while he's looking at them? Uh, basically, his evil eye, if he makes eye contact with you, from what I understand, it basically negates your magic abilities. So, why why didn't it do uh, Abel's back then? Or 
because like, they they was looking at each other and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't think Abel was trying to use magic at the time. So, mm-hmm. so we just don't know. Mattered. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like super OP. And like the fact that it, it hasn't been used in season one, I like to see what, what happens when that when that rolls around. Because that's that's a crazy ability, except for against MASH. Uh, we kind of saw saw like something similar with the reflection mirror later in this episode. But we'll we'll get around to that when we when we do. Yeah, I mean, that's how Abyss knew that MASH didn't have magic. Yep, immediately. You can't negate these hands, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we got a second look at the uh, the little corny celebration, the We Won, We Won uh, little gig that they did. Uh, did y'all like getting a second look at that shit? No. <laughs> oh, dude, I loved it. I was eating that shit up. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was so corny the first time, and I guess they were just bringing it back up again because that's where the episode left off. And I was like, "Come on, guys, this is so corny." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. my exact words too. I was like, "Bro, there's got to be better things for y'all to show on the finale than this." I don't know. It was it was corny for sure, but I definitely definitely liked it. Like um, they could have put in a door joke there for sure. Ah, uh, shit. Now now I'm not liking it so much. You know. <laughs> Definitely, man. I mean, like, so the last episode, we were gearing up for what I thought was going to be an epic fight this episode with uh, the Divine Visionary, uh, Finn's brother, whose name I can't remember, and um, the serial killer with the fork and knife magic. And we just got none of that. So I was kind of bummed about that, you know? Yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, yeah, I thought Rain Rain, and whatever his name was, uh, Jean-Pierre. There we're, we go. We're, we're gonna like get off to it and like really get the boxing, but we really just got the wrap up of like the whole innocent zero uh, Lord Abel kind of situation. But you know what? Banger way to start season two. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I ain't gonna lie. Like this shit didn't even feel like a finale, did it, y'all? No. So actually, this is part one of season one. More and more anime start doing this. this is the first core or whatever they call it. Oh. Um, the second core comes out in January, so we only got to wait. Uh, are they actually calling months. it that though i thought they was calling it season two no i actually looked it up and it oh. is part one of season one mm, so okay yeah. oh i take it all back then it's fine this episode yeah, yeah like it's it's gonna yeah it wasn't like a finale finale it's just this part of the, the finale for this core so i thought i looked in a good place it's still wild though that we're having to wait like usually you're having to wait you know uh multiple seasons to get like a second season and I wish more shows would go back to being like uh, continuous, you know, cowers, you know, cool. No, How no, do you, say no. You, you don't think so? No, I don't want all the filler, dude. This is fine. If I get to well, wait, if I get to wait three no, months, I mean, it's fine. If, if, if we didn't get the filler, if, if they weren't going to put filler in, you know, would you be okay? Would you rather have continuous? You mean like a 24 episode season without a break? Yeah, well, I mean, they could throw in a couple of breaks here and there, you know. That's what Jedi gonna do. Yeah, I could, I could roll with that. But my thinking is, I'm just going back to thinking about weekly anime, and I'm like, I don't need this back in my life. Yeah, they they put so much filler in like weekly animes. It is, it's tough. It can be tough to watch, uh, and like say it's like you know a month or six weeks of filler. Like I, I tend to forget about it, and God forbid we have to like cover filler on this show oh, I'd, be sick. <laughs> I'd be sick um yeah i'm cool with like the season break or something like that i mean i wish it weren't so long though 
I'm, I'm cool this season. I think the season's a good amount because we have other shows to watch, stuff like that. That's fine. And sure. if it doesn't mean that the show's going to drop off in quality, I'm good with that. Yeah. I wish the breaks... Were, I, I like how they're doing the cores. Like, uh, with, like, this show, for example, six months, and then we get, you know, the next part. And, like, you know, I'm cool with, like, a six-month break, but when you get into, like, you know, a year and a half, two years, that's a little bit of a long time, you know? Yeah, I mean, six years is some of the shows we're talking about, like... Yes, yes. So, it's about finding that balance. But week week to week, is it's tough to keep up with. Yeah, it's going to be a really long-running manga for it to go week to week, all right. And still, even at that point, I mean, a lot of the times they catch up, and then we sit there panicking, like, I mean... I'm just thinking of the bleach arc with uh, the vampires that Bass didn't have to watch, but that shit was awful. Hey, bless me. I'm blessed. <laughs> or like um, the Naruto arcs where there's just all flashbacks for fucking three vampires. months. What, what are they called? I don't even remember, dude. It was awful. I don't think I Not watched important. it. Not important. Yeah, I don't think oh, I, I watched it. I watched it when it released like weekly, like as a kid, and uh, I watched it again the second time I watched Bleach, and after that I was like, skip. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but yeah, going going back to the episode, guys. Um, I believe. So, did we clear this up? Innocent Zero is the organization. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yes. If the audience knew that, but I definitely did not. I thought Innocent Zero was a person. Uh, Cell War is the this is the head of Innocent Zero. Uh, but so he was scalding Abel. So we so we think. I mean, so far this is the best we got. <laughs> So I think last episode, me and you, Dan, we were trying to figure out if uh, Abel was working for Cell War or Innocent Zero. Um, and it seems like he was. He said, we don't need you anymore. Um, and he went to go kill our boy Abel. And shit got spicy, bro. I really enjoyed this little scene. We had MASH like really backing them up. And then we had um, a, uh, Abyss Razor jumping in the way, saving our mans, and then MASH kind of knocking the the attack the carbonite attack or whatever it is off its axis i thought that was a really cool scene uh you guys got any thoughts about it uh i mean it just like the the i was surprised that abyss razor came in like that and like that's why i was asking how his power work because technically it should have like stopped the innocent zero right it should be able to stop anybody yeah, uh, so going off war. that, I think this is him jumping in the way of an attack that's already coming, so he didn't have time to use his evil eye magic, essentially. Yeah. So he just knew that he, he had to protect the man who gave him purpose in life, and I totally respect that out of Abyss. I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, it was. And but... then he, he was just so injured at that point that he couldn't even like think to essentially stop uh, Cell War's magic, you know? Okay. Because well, I, I, mean, I was sitting I mean, there wondering the whole time. I was like, uh, wait, why is, this, why is this dude able to attack MASH um, after, you know, they kind of went head-to-head, uh, Razor and uh, Cell War? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say they went head-to-head. I mean, Abyss, basically. Abyss Razor just jumped in the way of an attack. Yeah. And then his, he was just dead on the ground. Not well, dead. He was dead. Not dead, but he was down pat on the ground, you know? Like, I don't think he had the mental capacity to... I don't know if he has to activate his evil eye. We don't really know that yet. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I'm I, trying I to figure out. Yeah, I want to see how it actually works in practice, maybe in the next core uh, in January. 
But um, yeah, and then Mash ends up giving him this magical handkerchief. Was that an asshole? Had that been introduced? Or was it magical? Or what what, what yeah, was going no, on here? So um, after uh, Rain, is that his name? Rain, yeah. After the whole snafu with Rain trying to use the um, the spider tool thing to gauge his magic level and Mash bunting 800 swords out of the way he's like oh my bad i didn't realize you were a good guy on the team so sorry here's a magical handkerchief ah that is right okay my bad bro here's a handkerchief with bunnies on it <laughs> it's better than nothing it's a good sorry i honestly thought it was an ass pool i ain't gonna lie i was like where the hell did he get this shit at <laughs> uh, they, they, they introduced it a couple episodes ago okay okay but yeah, then we then we get to see Mash kind of like uh, go go toe to toe with old Cell War, and uh, he introduces you know you got thirty minutes to to save Abyss. Uh, they did not know that handkerchief was handkerchief was actually gonna work yet. Uh, so it was a pretty intense scene, and I was trying to f- figure out Cell War's uh, magic at the time, but it's just carbon rocks. Yeah, basically you can create anything you want out of carbon, which is super fucking OP. Yeah, it is. I mean. I mean, there's a scene where he creates a carbon like shield around himself, like a shell mm-hmm. and just bodies a punch from mash. So, I mean, like, fuck, that's some good magic right there. Yeah, great defense, great offense. I mean, uh, I, I wonder if he can make like carbon fiber and that kind of shit, too. But, you know, to be seen. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a combination of things. If he has carbon magic, he's not getting the fiber portion of it, you know? Well, I thought carbon fiber was just a certain uh, alignment of different carbon atoms. Is that what I thought they had a different? Yeah. Fiber. I thought they had a different, like a webbing in there, essentially to create the fiber layers. Oh well, it might be, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just how they uh, assemble the carbon a certain way. We'll find out for next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we um, see this magic because it's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> well, we got some time, boys. One thing that ain't carbon was that space shit that he opened up. That's not carbon. How'd he do that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like he he must be like super powerful. Um, he he must ha- it must be levels to this shit. Was he got some kind of like space time um bullshit going on? That's what it here? looked like. I mean, the the carbon wasn't coming out of nowhere. He was opening up like fucking portals in this bitch with skeleton uh, hands and everything else. I don't think that's necessarily his magic. That might be a tool that he has. Okay. Because we did see him pull out the magic mirror. Oh, magic mirror. That shit was hilarious. Um, yeah, the 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 uh spellification mirror. Hilarious fucking name, by the way. <laughs> um yeah, he kind of just pulled it out on MASH and he was like, Yeah, this is what this is where this will reflect any spell and amplify it back at you. And Mash is like, you know what? I'm just gonna punch this. Is <laughs> <laughs> it a punch or was it a kick? It might have been a kick. I know he hit him with something. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it <laughs> kind of let the cat out of the bag. It big time let the cat out of the bag. I mean, like, after that, you had Finn, you had Dot, you had Lemon, you had Abel, you had everybody like, has he not been using magic this entire time? Like, <laughs> this, this is something out of a fairy tale. And we're just sitting there like, oh, no. It's cats out of the bag. I just wonder where they go from that point. Like, 
he knows that he's been caught and there's no way of getting out of it. So now what? Do they so, just like pretend that it didn't happen or something? Brainwash them? I, I think um, like all his friends are going to try to keep it under wraps. And then, you know, Lord Abel owes his life. So we, to back up a little bit before that even happened, we kind of got a big switch from Lord Abel, right? Um, you know, he, he remembered his mom and, and then Mash said something first and it made, made him remember his mom. He's and saying that, hey, try to put yourself in other people's shoes. Think about how they feel um, and what they've been going through. And I think we've kind of turned a corner with Abel and he's like more considerate of other people, especially Mash, since he owes him his life along with Abyss. So I don't think he's going to tell anybody obviously abyss isn't because abyss already likes mash and then that kind of that's where we got where some of the students woke up saying he doesn't have fucking magic this is a magic school this is bullshit and what did they do did they knock that man out did they eradicate him no they did nothing so we'll I mean, have to see I about know, that the end of the show. i mean old boy Wahlberg knows so like i don't think it's gonna happen anything's gonna happen you know it's gonna be like Oh, he just didn't use his magic. His magic is muscles, dot, 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 and call it a day, you know? Yeah. They're just going to sweep that under the rug to keep the story going, I feel like. 100%. That's what I think as well. But yeah, this was like one of the most feared magical objects in the universe. It was like being guarded by the Bureau of Magic and somehow Cell stole it. Um, so yeah, him shattering it was a huge deal. It really was. Yeah, definitely. Did did you guys notice in the flashback that Abel only had two lines? A hundred percent saw that, bro. People can gain lines and shit. So I I don't know if y'all remember or not, but I I had a I I said something about this a long time ago. I was like, maybe they can like since since they can be taken away because of uh uh what's his name um uh Lance's sister. Yeah, Lance's sister. Uh, got hers taken away. I said that maybe they can gain them too, you know. And I think I think we're seeing shit like that. Unless that was just a mistake, it could have been a mistake, you know. No, I think that's a plot point. I think um, so obviously Abel has kind of teamed up with Innocent Zero, so maybe the organization was able to amplify his magic in artificial means. Because that's what I'm thinking, you know? I mean, it's pretty ridiculous that that entire team of the Lupus Magus is all double liners. Well, he did say all them people was uh, giving him his power. So, you know, maybe that's how he got another line. Maybe. Definitely was artificial, though. I'm interested to see how they explain that. Yeah, I think it'll be more interesting if they just, like, um, make it where like if you like master your powers you can get extra you know you can get extra lines or whatever it is um that way you have like some chances for growth for all the characters um instead of them being stuck with one line or two uh i think lemon even has like half a line down her face she has like the line a little semicircle down to like her cheek that's 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 a one-liner i mean they have so many different designs for it so yeah because you look Um, at i think even Wahlberg only has one line that does like a little circly thing on his face right yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. We haven't seen him in a while. Not sure. Yeah, he's been <laughs> doing other shit. And you his, know, school, his school went to hell. It was gone. No more you know vacations for him. He's gonna be you know pissed when be he comes funny, back, bro. If if Mash somehow drew a second line on his face at some point, <laughs> would love that. Honestly, would love that. 
popping the cap off the Sharpie. <laughs> um, I want to know how his line works, man. Is he there in the bathroom? Fucking instead of pulling out a razor to shave, he's just touching up his line every morning. What if, what if it's just, I mean, what if, I wonder if he just got it tatted. That would probably be the best thing to do is just get that shit tatted on. Maybe, but it's magic, dude. They probably use magic to put it on there. Magic tat. But uh, we also saw when, um, so Innocent Zero, I, I mean Cell, uh, said he was looking for a certain person who ended up being MASH. I don't know why he was looking for a magicless person in the first place, but whenever uh, MASH touched him, he got like some kind of blue marking on his hand afterwards. Uh, you guys got any theories about why, where that came from? Like what, I- what that is? I don't know. I think, you know, so MASH is basically an orphan at the time of his drop off. So maybe he's somehow related to somebody who's in Innocent Zero. Or maybe he's like the antithesis of the big baddie behind the organization. That's all I could think of. Okay. Yeah, at, the time, at the time, I thought I thought maybe um, our boy Abyss Razor's magic did work on him. It just took him longer to for it to have effect. And he had, and I think that I thought that maybe that showing up on his hand meant that um, he only had so much time left before it actually took full effect, and that's why he dipped. That that was my thoughts about it, but I don't know. I I feel like the evil eye is just instantaneous, like snap of the fingers, you know, like your magic's gone. Yeah, like some uh, Ochiha. That's for normie people, though. What if if he comes across somebody like Cell Ward? It's got, like, massive power, though. You know what I I mean? Maybe. Cause I mean, he was opening space time portals and shit. So what else, what what else does he got under his belt? You know what I mean? Like he yeah. could have anything. He was making so. a lot of carbon appear out of thin air. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that'll be a good thing for the next core. Uh, hopefully, they explore that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the episode was kind of lackluster in my opinion. I didn't know it was going to be a second core, so that makes me feel a lot better about it. I didn't think it was a good finale. That's fair. Yeah. So seeing that it's actually just like the midpoint season, season one yeah. midpoint makes me feel a lot better about it because I was kind of annoyed. I was like, we just watched all that for this. We're not seeing any action in the last episode, really. And there was some action, but it was basically just Mash going like Joe Turo on a bunch of carbon blocks, just punching them out of the freaking air, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much the, the, the main thing that happened. Oh, that's a reference you guys don't get. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you guys got any more thoughts on the episode? Uh, any thoughts on the season overall? I thought it was solid. Um, it's it's a lot more in depth than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a gag anime, and it, it's actually turned out to be something a little bit more serious than what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the fact it was a gag anime. Like, I enjoyed the fact that it kind of took the shonen formula and brought a lot of comedy into it. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, where they bring in all like the silly, like poorly animated versions of all the characters all the time and everything like that. So I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a fun season. Awesome. Yep. Uh, me personally, like I, I really enjoyed it too. Um, it's it's about midway, I think, through the things that we've watched. Um. The one thing I don't really care about, though, is that uh, I feel like the fights should be better, I think. Especially the the one that you had the most trouble with was Abyss Razor when Abel was the boss. 
and that didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because he he finished a bit uh uh able with like no problem but he was like bleeding and shit with a bit razor so that kind of confused me a little bit i was like why why isn't able a better uh why doesn't he struggle with able more than he did with a bit razor i was i was really expecting that fight to be like you know the best fight of this uh season at that time but it, it let me down big time yeah, it was quick. It, it, I mean, I think like uh, at last episode, me and Dan were saying like it, it maybe took six minutes, maybe seven minutes total. Yeah, and like yeah, it was much less flashy than when he when he fought fought Abyss. So I yeah. definitely feel you there. Although the fights are getting better, they are. I just I just wish they would uh, get on a a more like detailed level, I guess, instead mm-hmm. of just like uh, you know. It almost feels kind of like One Punch Man, except for One Punch Man does it better. You know what I mean? It's I, agree. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, does that mean you've watched One Punch Man? I'm I'm currently watching it. I got like oh, two episodes let's go. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I think the, fight, the fights are very One Punch Man esque. If that makes sense, where it's like it 100%. Is, but and I feel I like th- it could be better though. Yeah, I th- I think the reason that Abyss had a you know it was a better fight with Abyss versus Abel is the fact that Abyss knew he didn't have magic, based on his ability to cancel out magic, and Mash was still just throwing hands. So Abel didn't know that at the time. So I mean, he was trying to analyze Mash, and Mash was just suplexing him into the ground. You know, <laughs> understood, understood. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what the next half is, especially since. We just now found out this was like mid-season, and it, it felt like a mid-season instead of a finale, like we were saying. So, true. Yeah. You boys got anything else, or are we moving on? Not excited to see where Core Two goes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So next we got Hell's Paradise episode thirteen. This was the season finale confirmed. Uh, this episode was <laughs> called Dreams and Reality. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so after thinking they defeated. Zhuzhan uh, or Mudan, as it says in the descriptions, Sagiri and Yuzuriha are put on their back foot by a transformation. Afterwards, the main cast realizes they have some hard truths they need to deal with. Guys, I really enjoyed this episode, but it did open up with uh, Shion saving Yuzu and uh, Sagiri's ass, um, and then him explaining. Sorry. And then he explained. Uh, He's been, you know, training with monsters on the way to them. He kind of hear the rumbling and whatnot going around. He can see Tan. That's how he sees, um, sorry, Tao. But this was, I thought this was a pretty good episode. I don't know if it was a great finale overall, but, you know, overall, I think the story is really heating up. But uh, then she's, uh, Shion really got that beaten up on uh, Mudan. I thought it was a really cool episode, man. And it's some cool fight scenes. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed. I mean, Shion's a badass, so like watching him fight is always really fun. And the fact that he just like casually trained up on how to like fight monsters who can use uh Tao on the way. That's some big brain shit, dude. Yeah, Homeboy Homeboy is a master. Um he's like considerably older than any of the other characters in our main cast, maybe outside of the dragon, um, the dragon blade there. But he is extremely wise, and uh, he knows he knows his blade and how to use it and his energy. And it's uh and it's wild that uh like we've seen him you know fight one of these Tensin before, and he just got his ass handed to him and had to run away. 
And now he's out here taking down like the second, like the ultimate form of a Tenson. Uh, that that's that's wild. So yeah, I definitely think that's an interesting point to bring up. I think his main goal in the first fight against the Tenson was to um save the young girl whose name is escaping me. Uh, uh yeah, Narugai. Yeah. yeah, because that's what the other Yamato clan member wanted, and he was basically just accepting his last wishes as he died in an epic battle. Yeah, I, I thought it was more, it had to do with strategy, like, you know, um, he didn't understand the Tencent yet. Um, he, he was just getting attacked and had to immediately react. He was trying to keep, keep Tensa and uh, Nuragai uh, afterwards alive. And himself, right? And uh, Tenza had to kind of like fall on the sword there and, and kind of figure out what to do. But like once he gathered his thoughts, I think that goes back to his battle experience and being wise. He's like, okay, I saw how they fight. I know what they can do. I know they can come back alive. Their energy has to be coming from somewhere. And then he was also getting some intel from uh, Yuzu, uh, Sagiri, and Senta as he was fighting that was also helping him out. And our, our girl uh, Nura guy, she can she can throw down, bro. She can move. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. <laughs> you know, like she's some little girl from the mountains, but she was she was boxing for real, for real. Hey, hey dude. trainer. No, that's that's all. That's all freaking. Uh, that's all something she knew. I mean, like, never count out a mountain child who's been raised fighting mountain lions and shit. You know, because <laughs> her, her her superpower is country. I mean, <laughs> 100%, dude. I, I mean, look at Luffy, Ace, and Sabo just growing up fighting giant monkeys and shit. Like, that's how you learn to box. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool how they had her moving around. Uh, immediately became really good with the blade. I don't know if she got a little bit of training from uh, Shion while she was, you know, coming up in the woods, but it definitely, she definitely seemed very comfortable and confident uh, as this battle was going going on. It was also a pretty pretty cool point that uh, Xion's uh, Tao being incompatible with uh, Mudan's. There must only be like a few different types of Tao uh, because, I mean, we already have at least two to three people people's uh, Tao who is incompatible with Mudan's. So I thought that was a pretty cool, cool, cool point. It kind of had to be for plot in this situation because he was doing the saving, but uh, yeah, it can't be too diverse. There might be like an elemental thing. Um, that comes into play later down the line. But as far as like the base tower, I think it's just very simplistic. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially from what they've said, it's the energy of yin and yang. I mean, that's why they talk about pumping to make it stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, I don't really understand like the compatibility issue. I mean, compatibility, compatibility stuff that they're talking mm -hmm. about with Tao. Right. Like, I don't really understand how that's... I guess they just haven't talked about it enough or something, because uh, I don't get why that him being incompatible um, has given him more of a chance to kill them. You know what I mean? I, like, why I, can't someone compatible with him kill him too? So... Well, I mean, it's, it's the whole um, situation of opposite forces can take each other out i mean you think water and fire and stuff like that from what i understand and i'm assuming that zhu jin is very powerful in the ying or the yang form of tan 
And during this fight, um, to go towards the end of it, we'll get back to more of the meat and potatoes of it. But um, Zhu Jin on his defeat basically says, thank you. And it's because he showed, uh, Xion showed him the perfect balance of Ying and Yang Tan, which is something they've been trying to do in the Tencent, in the Horai and all that for thousands of years, and they just haven't been able to do it. So I think it's really interesting that a human that these humans i guess can just pull this off you know like maybe it's like a difference in how they're raised or something like that but i think it's really interesting yeah i, I mean it kind of makes sense i didn't know that's why he said that i don't know like i thought maybe he was like being tortured on the island or didn't really want to be doing what he was doing and that's why he was okay to die but that also makes sense um but i i think maybe because the humans have more battle experience I don't know if it's battle experience or more balance, you know? Well, it's probably, uh, well, I'm, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like, their balance comes from their battle experience, right? Um, you have the Tenson that have been alive for maybe thousands of years, but you heard him, them say, hey, I haven't seen anybody like you um, for hundreds of years. So they haven't had to fight anybody. They've had, like, the Hoko or whoever, the tree people in line. They've had, like, the other monsters that serve them. So they're not actively fighting people. And like you have somebody that sh like Shion has maybe been alive for 40 or 50 years, but all he knows is the blade. He's been fighting. He's been blind for maybe 10 plus years. And he's been using Tao repeatedly to fight. You yeah. Know, their overall mastery might be better, but I think for battle purposes, like the humans might have an advantage. Also though, he mentioned that Sagiri has, um, you know, Ta or Tao that can um, counteract him. And as we saw clearly, Sagiri doesn't have a lot of battle experience. I mean, all she's done is chop heads. Yeah. But sure. she also has incompatible Tan to the Tenson. So I think that it might be something more with human nature and the balance you find through that. It, it, it might be. It might be. But, yeah. I mean, I think Sagiri got lucky that hers was uh, incompatible with uh, Mudan's. Again, that, I think that was a luck part of it. Yeah. So... But we will see. We will see. This is a <laughs> this is a very dense thirteen episode season, man. Yeah, I honestly think like they laid more groundwork in this show than most of the season uh, long anime that we've watched in a long time. Like they they laid this shit down, you know. Like this is a very backstory, and I'm trying to think of the right word. There's just a lot of content that they smacked it, into this. It's it's like this is really really good world building yeah Ab above anything else um i thought the the animation was good for this season i thought the, the the story was good but the world building and how they put so much into 13 episodes is crazy 100 i mean even going into the next season we got three to four issues right off the top of my head that they're gonna have to deal with you know 100%. soon that they've been laying down so and each one of them is like uh you know, not a easy issue. So, yes, pacing Definitely. is 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 really good in this this, this anime. Um, but yeah, so while they were fighting Mudan or Zhuzhen, um, he was kind of sticking them with his little prickly, <laughs> his little prickly flowers. I'm not sure what to call them <laughs> shits. <laughs> um, and he he got he ended up getting Xion with him, but really fucked up Sinta. And like he had flowers growing in him, but they were able to pull the flowers out of him, not really stop the bleeding, but pull the flowers out of him. 
And uh, he ends up dying. And I thought a really cool moment from this episode was when Sagiri um, was like crying over his grave um, after this battle, you know, commenced. And they kind of did their thing with a uh, uh, Mudan. And like she's over his grave, and she's like, you know, I swear that, you know, the rest of us are leaving this fucking island. And we don't get to see that kind of resolve out of Sagiri a lot. And it was just a really heavy. A heavy moment because we learned a lot about Senta and Yuzu. I thought it was a. I thought it was fucking awesome, boys. Yeah. I thought this was like a little. This is gas. This is pretty gas. <laughs> this is a great episode. But before we get to all that, I want to go back to so when Shion and Sagiri actually joins the fight, and Sagiri is basically playing the decoy, and there's a scene where they're like, "You need to go for the stomach or the I don't know what they call it. I don't know. I mean, we just called the navel." The navel, you go to the stomach, the navel, because that's where the roots are. That's where they come out of. Mm -hmm. And our boy Santa over here on his last leg, you know, he's he's on the way out the door, yells, the creature resembles a flower. Go for the oval. Which is the center of a flower. And that key moment was what gave Shion the ability to actually defeat this giant flower monster that Judon had turned into. Big Santa. Big Dude, when he sliced it open, there were like 50 heads in there. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I haven't known what's going on 80% of this show. I was just here to watch them, you know, slash and, you know, watch Yuzu do her thing, so... Hey man, she can do her thing all she wants on me. I mean, what? <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> um, yeah, and like we also saw like uh, Shion, like you know, really beating himself up for letting Tenza die. Like, I won't forgive myself. I won't forgive these Tenzin. Um, you gonna die, but we both both might die. So I, it was cool to see that resolve out of him, and like that's why we saw um, Sagiri and. Um, Nuragai, you know, joined the fight. And that was pretty cool that uh, Nuragai, like, had that little power where she gives people hugs and, like, re-energizes them. I thought that was a, was a cool little, little point right there. Yeah, very interesting way to transfer Tao, I guess, because that's what it looked like it was. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's what it was. It was it was kind of funny that it didn't work on Yuzu, though, or she might have been bullshitting. <laughs> Yuzu just <laughs> didn't want the gas. Nah, she didn't want no fucking smoke, bro. <laughs> I thought it was funny when she was like, just don't don't latch on to me out of nowhere like that. <laughs> yeah, my man was trying to my man was trying to maintain frame right there. He don't get a lot of hugs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But we got a lot to get to at the end of this episode, guys. I mean, like. So there's a whole scene after they defeat Zhujin or Mudan or whatever we're calling it. Um, and it was crazy because like so they're talking about Gabimaru, um, how Sagiri's was like, I'm worried about Gabimaru. Like, this isn't about the Yamada clan being handlers and the criminals being criminals. Like, we're all on the same team now to get out of here. And um, Yuzuriha brings up a crazy point about how Sagiri basically mentioned that we know the elixir is out there because Gabimaru's clan leader is immortal. And I called it. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> we don't know if it's true yet, dog. I'm pretty sure I called it, dude. I mean, Yuzuri has <laughs> like 
that could have been illusion magic. It could have been Genjutsu essentially, and we don't know. But I think that is the thing that makes the most sense for him being an immortal person is he's just throwing shade on everybody else, being like, "Ha, you're a bunch of idiots hanging on the bush laughing." Uh, right yeah like it, it it makes sense like to like you know they're not even going to try to kill me if that they don't think i can be killed and a lot of it goes into grooming these young shinobi to turn them into mindless killers and she even brings up a point that um gabi maru's wife could potentially even just be an illusion which i don't i don't i don't bite on that one but what do you guys I think hope, i swear to god bro oh all i know is dan said you know, Genjutsu of this level does not work on him. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to throw a little Naruto reference in it. I got but you. I think I think it, it would. The only reason why I believe that that may be true is because of what's going on with our boy Gabby Maru. At the same time, is all this shit's happening. He's starting to, you know, uh, not remember and question, uh, you know, shit and. It almost makes me believe that he comes so close to death, maybe, that it wiped it away, his genjutsu. And maybe now he sees, you know, he don't remember, you know, the fault, the fake shit. So, right. Yeah. I, I man, I really hope his wife is real, bro. Like, yeah. for real. That would be heartbreaking. Um, but like, there, I feel like there's also like a good chance that it was an illusion. Um, but that would be a great plot point. Right. Like you made me think I was in love with this whole person and she's not real. I'm coming for your bitch ass. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because like while I don't think that Gavimaro's wife is fake, because like if you're gonna make an illusion, why are you gonna make her have a scar that nobody in the village thinks she's pretty? Like make her a babe, you know? Well, he's gotta have a way for, you know, Gabby Maru to think that he deserves her, you know what I mean? And then also, know. then also, like you know, he's trying to appeal. Like he knows, like Gabby Morrow actually has feelings, and they're all that hollow, quote unquote. Um, and he's trying to like appeal to his his inner person. Um, he probably knows Gabby better than he knows himself. You know, he's like, okay, like even though I've trained this motherfucker to be a ruthless killer, if you break through all that, I still have this over him. Yeah, I guess I don't know if I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna train somebody to be a ruthless shinobi, like. Don't give them an out, you know, like that doesn't make sense to me if you're from the standpoint of the the leader of the village, I guess. You know, like, why would you try and put a illusion out there to convince him to not be a ruthless shinobi when that's what you trained him up to be like? It doesn't make sense. Well, I, it could have been that his own illusion worked against him. He tried to he tried to make somebody that he would love, <laughs> and then like this person that he made up in his head, Gabby Morrow takes it a step further, and this fictional person is actually turning him into a real human being with feelings. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't know. I, I mean, I that, think... That's that's a that's a toss. That's a law. It's a fucking hail mary. <laughs> I but, think you know. I don't know. They, they I think job with here, baby. Yeah. I think that portion of it's a load of crap. I think that I he so. is using Genjutsu to seem immortal to these young shinobi to make them think like we need to protect this man. He's the god, you know? Yeah. I mean, but like, then how do you explain all of this? Like, you know, that's what Yuzu's really bringing up is like, um, was it Shion or Sagiri? Somebody said that, uh, you know, like the Shogunate is not going to accept that we just can't find it. 
can't find the elixir of life. That's just not acceptable. Yeah. Um. So they got to figure that out. Uh, Gabby Mara doesn't have his fucking memory right now. He doesn't remember anything from like this this whole series. Uh, you know, as it stands, he's fixing to wipe out. Uh, you know, his the people that he's with. Um, because he's like, let me just play along and see what's going on because I have no idea who these people are. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm Gabby Mara the Hollow. <laughs> I'm, I'm that boy. I think all of that is a drawback of using Tau when you're not trained in it. I think that's what it is. I think 100%. that basically the usage of Tau is putting him in a weakened, a weakened mental state, I guess. So I think that's what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. Uh, we, we also saw with Sagiri, um, she was like coughing up blood from using too much Tau. So there's, there's a lot of different ramifications that we are yet, the, the series has yet to explore. Um, but I also want to talk about this post credit scene. Yes. Um, so the Shogunate is sending some big boy Yamada clan members. And uh, I forget what homeboy's name is, but he gets to handpick a team to go monitor the island. Uh, so shit's going to pop off maybe right out of the gate next season when they pull up. And I wonder how that's going to play out because he's not going to see it how the rest of these guys see it. They all think they're on one team, but the the new Yamada clan members are probably going to be trying to take out the the ones that have been on the island. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll add like a secondary antagonist, and I'm really excited for that. And potentially a third antagonist. Yeah, potentially. The is it the Izawa Gure clan? Is that what? I think it's something like that. You didn't say it right, but something. Yeah, Gabimaru's like clan comes in, dude. Like we're gonna have like a fucking mishmash of combatants and it is going to turn it up to 11 and i'm so excited for that the boxing is going to go crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so. post that post credit seemed as huge i thought that laid the groundwork for season two really well which hopefully comes next year i don't know when it's going to drop but hopefully feed next year me feed I'm me burn, so we just don't know a date you know how mappa is so i'm so tired yeah. of fucking three years for a season of anime <laughs> so before we close this out boys thoughts on the season you guys got a rating what's up with you yeah um i'm gonna give it like a nice like seven six i really enjoyed it um so a lot of the backstory and the world building they bought into it um i loved all of the religious aspects getting mm -hmm. brought into it i thought that was super cool um the fights were great um obviously if this season does well. I think Map is going to put a little more money into it, so we might get even better boxing next season. But um, overall, this is probably one of my top two or three shows from this season of anime. And this season of anime hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I guess I guess mine is will be like a I'd say like a high seven too. Um, I really enjoyed all the fighting and stuff. The all the Tao and the uh, all that kind of stuff, the power side of stuff, it's a little bit confusing for me, mm -hmm. but I think that just comes with, you know, it just first being introduced and they're introducing us to a new power and all that stuff. And um, But it's, it's fine because, you know, you got all the massive, you know, boxing that we've seen. Plus you got, you know, Yuzu, you know, you <laughs> You know, Sagiri, you know, Gabby oh, Maru. Uh, it's, I'm picking uh, up what you're putting down here. Yeah, you yeah, added yeah, Gabby uh, Maru, which makes me a little uh, 
confused, I, but no. So yeah, I, I think I think we got Tyler's. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got Yuzu on best girl watch right now for Tyler. Nah, so hear me out. Hear me out. A uh, theory. A theory. So if if Gabby Maru doesn't, you know, remember his wife, even if she's real or not. This gives an opportunity for Gabby Mara and Sagiri to ascend to the next level. Hey. More importantly, Gabby Mara and Yuzu. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> not I mean, a rubber, not, you dude, guys can't see it, but I'm rubbing wait, my hands together. Wait. He said he sees the vision. Wait, three. Three. Okay. Gabby Maru, Sagiri, and Yuzu. What about that? The same this kind of show, bro. This isn't an isekai. We're not going to harem. Come on. <laughs> no, it's already happened, bro. <laughs> oh, I made it happen. Oh, I just boy. said it. I made it happen. You're not. You're not. It's up dude. to me. It's up to me. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a. Uh, Dan took my number. Dan took my number at seven six. I'm gonna give it a seven seven. Um, wow. Yeah, you I think just I, agreed. Nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a seven 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 six. Um, it was just incredibly dense. Um, I thought the animation was good. I thought it was well above par. Um, the story and the world building were really great. There's a ton of characters that I'm already attached to, and we were only 13 episodes in, which is more than what I can say for most anime, just right off the bat right there. Um, one of my favorites for this this uh, season here. So I think It's probably my favorite show from the rundown. I'll say that. Undoubtedly mine. Yeah, it's yeah. not even close for me. Well, besides One Piece, but I mean, we 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 that's a whole different thing. Yeah. What about Demon Slayer? Do you forget about Demon Slayer? I like this more than Demon Slayer. Better, better than Demon yeah? Slayer for okay. me. Yeah, for Demon Slayer sure. better animation, but I mean, Demon Story wise, so fucking predictable. One hundred percent. Yeah. Story wise, this was but, way better. This was way better. So okay, okay. You boys ready for the next? Let's do it. So we get into Insomniacs After School, the finale, episode thirteen. And the title of the show is um, Methuselah, I think, which I have no idea what it means. I'm assuming it's a formation of stars because that's what it usually is. So it's got to uh, be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what it usually is. So they've been naming uh, the star formations. So Bass will let us know here in just a second. Oh, I, uh, 100% will. So. <laughs> Um, so it's called HD one four zero two eight three, also known as Methuselah, uh, is a metal pool subjugant star about one hundred ninety light years away from Earth in the constellation Libra. Okay, that is it. Yeah, sounds Looks lovely. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna port. see that yeah. star. Nope, I don't know where the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah. So oh was, no, here's a here's a good fun fact. It is thought to maybe be older than the age of the universe. Mm. That's how, that's kind of crazy, actually. How do they know that though? I don't know, bro. I'm not a fucking <laughs> astrologist or cosmetologist. Uh, not not a cosmetologist. Something different. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know, we have been drinking a little bit, most of us. So just bear with us. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 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 thought to be older than the the, the actual universe itself. Um 
I don't know how that works. Y'all gonna have to look that up yourselves. We don't have time for that right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. sorry, guys. We're recording on a Saturday, not a Monday. <laughs> Saturday night, too. Boy, I'm turned. All right. So uh, we're getting it's into Saturday this. Night. <laughs> Tyler, ignore him. Please continue. Yeah, Nakami. Nakami about to come over here and kidnap Dan, but it said he kidnapped Magari this time so they can finish up their last night of their stargazing trip. Saucy. So, yeah. So with uh, the season finale, we get to see Riz Master Nakami up in here. You know, going hard. Sorry. Okay, continue. That <laughs> <laughs> was putting in work, bro. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, basically, it's it starts showing. Uh, the episode starts with uh, how the last one left off. It just shows them cleaning up and stuff. They leave the house and they put out a note for Mama Magari. What do you, do y'all have any idea what it said? Maybe you got any thoughts? Sorry. I smashed you your daughter in the woods. Said? Come get me. No, I think it was just Magari apologizing to her parents saying, I, I set out on this journey. I need to finish it. Yeah. I'm sure it was actually very respectful and not what I just said. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I smashed your daughter. <laughs> I'm, da- I'm the daddy now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just like, thank you for letting us use this home. And um, we got some things we got to go handle or something along those lines. Yeah. Hey, what about you, Tyler? What do you, what do you, what did you think it's, it said? I think it said something along those lines. Um, I mean, it's got to, right? Like it's like, they got to put something on there to make them not call the police. Right. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause even though our boys, you know, got the riz, like, he gonna get hauled away to jail, bro. This man's got no risk. He's just lucky. <laughs> Damn, he fell in the ocean. It made it look good, bro. My man's 15, bro. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, more like risk than I got at 15, so shit. I, I was gonna say at 15, I feel like I had the moves. I don't have them anymore, but at 15, I feel like I had the moves like Jagger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody confirm? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I don't. I, I'm glad I can't, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, they had like a little bus ride to the Makawi uh, site where they're gonna. They had those like, those nice like stone pillars, and, and it was it was pretty cool to see. Um, they were holding hands on the way. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. And, uh, Magari says something about like. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's hard for Nakami to be the bad guy. And I, I think that's really true. And she's, then she said something about, like, tomorrow we'll face the music together. Do you think she was talking about, like, uh, punishment? Is that is that what she kind of meant there? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, yeah. they're going to run into her parents. They're going to get an earful. So, that's all it was, man. It was just I just ringing. wonder, like... If if uh, Nakami got in trouble though, like it didn't really say, but I just wonder if he did or if he just got I feel let like off. Nakami's dad is if Nakami's dad is just so oblivious. God, God, <laughs> Johnson's dad is just it's out a single there. parent household. He ain't got time. This he is a big deal time. though. This man just like took their daughter and just like said, "No, y'all just can't have her. We'll, just, my, we'll come back tomorrow." I feel like my dad would have dapped me up. That's what I was about to say. 
That's exactly what I was about to say. Well, like all the times I got like in, in quote unquote trouble with like, you know, like girls' parents. Like it was like my parents like, did you do this? What actually happened? All right. <laughs> go get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Here's five dollars, bro. What you guys do? Oh, we went and took pictures of the sky and we lied down on a blanket and went for a walk. Oh. Yeah. Nice. My, my, yeah, exactly. My parents were uh, uh, very accommodating of me uh, in my endeavors in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like uh, a, like a, a bug spray for Riz, but I can't think of one off my top of my head. Like a a Riz a Riz decide. <laughs> what the hell, bro? No, my, my parents would like literally like leave the house. Like my mom would like leave the house. Like I'd have a girl over and she'd be like, I'm going to the movies now and then I'm gonna go shopping. And like people would like just laugh at that shit. And she's like, like, is she serious? I'm like, dead serious. But this was up, bro. Mama yeah. Bass. Cheer her boy on. Clutch as fuck, <laughs> honestly. I love that for you. Yeah. But we, yeah, getting back to the plot um, <laughs> of this episode, there wasn't much of it. So no, <laughs> no, there really wasn't. Um, but yeah, but Magiri like admits that like you know she was scared of getting left behind by Nakami, and we all knew that shit wasn't gonna happen. And it was it was cool to see our boy step up and like you know kind of take a little bit of charge there and and make sure she got a uh, got you know ended the way he wanted to see it end. Um, and then I also thought it was a pretty funny scene, like where they were like rolling around in the grass or whatever, they like laid down or whatever, and they ended up like cleaning the grass off of each other, like sitting down like apes. I thought that was like a funny little fucking scene. <laughs> that was cute, dude. It was. It was. It was very cute. The was first, adorable. the first, uh, well, what you say, like maybe five, seven minutes or so, was like just basically chit chatting, like small talk, bullshit, mm-hmm. and just like playing around. I think you could say it. The first like big moment I feel like came when uh uh they was in the Stonehenge. I don't I forget what it's called. Uh, the whatever the hell it is. Macawi. Macawi. side. The basically Stonehenge is what it looks like. So kinda. That is the weakest ass Stonehenge no, no, I've ever it does seen. Not look like Stonehenge. It was like it was like eight wooden pillars. Oh with some freaking sign, like some. Bro, I don't even know what they're writing on. Six stone bro, pillars, bro. No, no, bro I don't know what the Stonehenge looks like. What? What? No, actually, I do. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. Thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying shit now. But I had well, an aneurysm in this bitch. It was a great episode of Insomniacs moving on because Tyler doesn't know what Stonehenge is. <laughs> Guys, I, we're sorry. We got to oh. interrupt the episode. We got to do a little history lesson. <laughs> they showed it on SpongeBob once. It's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, anyway, I did. Th- I thought it was cool that they incorporated some history into this, and they said that like the at the Macawi site, people used to live there like six thousand years ago. Um, whenever I go to like little like you know, like uh, national parks or even like just traveling to a, a new place, it's just something I always like checking out. Um, so I thought that was a cool little piece of information. There. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like I went to Hawaii and I went through like a state park that was all like the um buildings that the hawaiians used to live in and all that kind of stuff it was really cool and then tyler's just over like yeah it was stonehenge 
wrong <laughs> continent, wrong half of the world. Um, but yeah, no, aliens yeah. didn't make this bitch, dude. Come on, <laughs> no, they, they jammed that shit into the earth. Um, we also saw, got to see, you know, uh, Nakami's memory of him, of him, his mom, and and his uh, his dad. And he was like originally afraid of the stars because there were so many. Uh, obviously, he grew up in an urban area, not being able to see many stars, so like it was overwhelming for him. And I thought that was a cool thing to add, and to kind of see how like that transformed as like we went through because you we, you never would have thought that about him, right? No, um, you know they're they're the fucking astrology club or whatever. And uh, so astronomy, like, astrology. I said, damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Magari, are you a Libra or a oh Capricorn, God, bro? Man, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've watched this show for thirteen episodes and passed this fucking. I'm trying, bro. Astronomy. I'm trying, bro. <laughs> um, but I thought it was cool, man, that they added that. Um, and also, fuck the copy's mom. Damn, okay. she, can, she can probably get it, dude. That's <laughs> not what I meant. You saw her <laughs> sister. That's not. <laughs> oh no, he said he said Nakami, bro. Oh, oh, she can. We yeah. we saw her. We saw her quickly in the flashback. She was bad. All right. <laughs> it was dark, gonna, bro. Oh, we're gonna have to literally change the this uh from the weekly rundown to DJ's after dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're rated mature boys. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we're earning it this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we get to the time skip? Which pissed me no, off. No, way. We, we nah, it's not over we gotta, yet. Oh, no, okay, we gotta, okay. we gotta do the confession for it. This is the biggest part of oh. the episode. The confession. <laughs> yeah, middle schoolers confessing their the love. The only thing that happened in this episode. These are fucking acting like middle schoolers. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know the the ski, a ski in the com- uh, Magari. You know. All right, Tyler, you lead the way because this is your bread and butter right here, and me and Bass are just gonna make fun of it the whole time. No, no basically, uh, basically, you know what this whole show has been leading up to. You know, kind of roughly. Um, you know, we see we seen Nakami say that he was gonna uh, make his move, let her know his true feelings or whatever on this last night. Yep, and he did. Uh, the first bow, attempt was bow. like a horrible fail bro like that shit went like it flopped hard he was nervous stuttering then he was just like yo magari can i try this again give me a second chance and she was like sure and then he just hit hit her with the i love you which is heavy that's heavy yeah you know this is his first time saying that shit yeah yeah and he just said i love you you know now and forever i'll always love you and we just got some cute little moments. <laughs> it was cute. Um, it was it was cute. You, it was really corny. Yeah. What did you I, think I, about the little like unique uh, picture that they took? I thought that was actually kind of dope. That was, was really dope. cool. That's like a photo that I would take. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That I might have to now. You know, like like oh, I'll take a photo of you taking a photo of me. What's up? Hmm. Hmm. To my my wife of two years who like you want to take a picture? I just wonder how hard it is to actually get get that kind of a shot, you know what I mean? Um also I don't think it'd be very hard. Step one is you stand across from the person and then step two you both pull. Oh, the reflection, bro. What an asshole. Like how <laughs> how how can you get like 
it's got to be hard to get the reflection, you know, good enough to actually see. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at a DSLR camera right now, and there's no reflection of me in it. So this was all for the all for the point of the anime. This would not happen IRL. No, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, how how do you get that? Like, that would be a fun picture plot to take. Armor. So, plot armor. You just yeah. need a little Ask plot armor. <laughs> you just need a little plot armor, dude. Welcome, welcome you, to you, Ask. You need, like hold up a mirror. <laughs> Welcome to Aspools of you know romances, lots of lives. So <laughs> this is what happens, boys. I didn't know they had this in this genre. Yeah, yeah no, here I'm we look, are. I'm looking on my camera right now, and all I see is a lens and a black screen. Yeah, and like, it right, can't I'm not have a reflection that. that would fuck up the the camera. Yeah, literally. But it was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, it was adorable. Nakami Ganta, my boy, laying it out there. That was awesome. Yeah, I, the second. You know, they say the third time's a charm with him, the second time's a charm because he, he hit it hard. So, you know what? Three strikes, you're out. Sometimes you hit a home run on the second one. Oh, yeah. There we Cheers go. And Nakami did. So, and then we go, like, I thought we was going to get a little bit more, you know, out of this, but then they hit us with a time skip, you know, and it comes back with Kurashiki uh, trying to give. Uh, the Mr. You know, the famous two, two Chan, a piece of lettuce, and the cat's just like, nah, screw that shit, bro. And hops up on the desk and takes the lettuce out of the sandwich. I was I was dying with that shit. That that's some cat shit. Yeah. That's hundred percent some cat, cat shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. I laugh. So I don't hard. want that lettuce. I want the lettuce that you don't want to give me. <laughs> yeah, out of the sandwich. Also, Bass, have have you ever tried to give your cat lettuce? <laughs> She's the pickiest motherfucking animal I've ever seen. Bro. I feel like if I tried to give my cat lettuce, she would spit on it and be like, "Where are the kitty treats, <laughs> dude?" It, so here's the thing about my fucking cat: like, I have to like change up the flavors of the treats, or she just won't eat them. Oh, if there's like, four different flavors of treats, oh, dude, I have to figure out what she's feeling for that day. If, if they're fish related, <laughs> Elsie's all in, dude. Dude, I got salmon, I got chicken, I got some tuna, I got one other one that I, like when I really get desperate, that's what I go for. Um, but yeah, no. You just gotta mix. You just gotta mix the bag up and just throw them at her. Like, what? What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> I need a little bit more precision because she is fucking picky. It's ridiculous. Damn. No, Alice will just meow out the bag until I give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> at least she yeah. says what she wants. So, like, going back to this time skip, though, I was kind of really annoyed by this because the whole point of this fucking show was to go to this competition and win. And they off screen to that shit. I was so annoyed by that. Were you guys were you guys mad or were you okay? No, with that? it was a fucking mail in competition. Right? It was a mail in. Like so you I know show Gonta getting the letter opening and be like, oh, we fucking oh, won. That would have been oh, dope. No, you know, no, like no, you're right, you're right, you're not, right. Not Ukagawa being like, Oh yeah, oh, they won, won the, the competition, yeah. so they're yeah. gonna get funding. Like, fuck off, man. Show us some resolution <laughs> here. So I got I got I got an issue with it too. I got an issue with it too. So this competition, you know, um, like so they go to this trip and they take the pictures that they're gonna enter this competition with. We don't even know what picture they had. Well, so it was the from the Macaui site, bro. We we don't know that. Well, listen, was so I wanted to see the photo. We yeah, I, I did too, but. So they go to that side to take this picture for this national contest, right? So, and then we got Yukikawa, 
you know, saying that their their photo won the national contest to uh, Yui. But what don't make sense is that Magari is still grounded. So that means it's very recently after they got back from the trip, which means that they sent a photo in like instantly and it just got decided instantly. There was no time there unless Magari is grounded for damn six months. You know, no, well, she, yeah, she, she got credit for the rest of the summer, which was yeah, like the but, majority of summer. No, but I'm Japan just summer like, break is like two, three weeks, dude. Oh, yeah, it's like our Christmas yeah. break. That is right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like they got nothing. I mean, one was, of my issues with that, one of my issues with that is the timing doesn't match up to what we're seeing. That that pissed me off. And another thing is, you know, like you said, uh, you know, we didn't get to see that was prime opportunity for like a Nakami and Magari celebration, maybe even with their friends, you know, that would have been a good, uh, like slice of life romance, uh, top plot point that they missed out on for this finale. And then we didn't even get to see the, uh, conflict of the parents, uh, you know, coming up to Nakami and Magari. That was a, that was a big plot point miss. Yeah. They, yeah, were, they should have, things. I was thinking they should have included the part where the yeah the parents came back and yeah what the fuck they either they just off screened all these good plot points and I think it's because they ran out of time or they just weren't in the manga I don't know but um not I, a fan I, I don't it, you think... know like, there was so much good stuff that they could have put on the screen that they didn't yeah I we really... got to see the picture and that was like it, it yeah I really up. hope that the that this was in the manga. I really hope that they was just trying to wrap it up and maybe they didn't think that they was going to get a second season and they was just trying to, you know, tie it together really too fast. Oh, please but, still, but still, this is, um, you know, I, I heard a lot of people praising this for a really good episode and it, it was a decent episode until the time skip hit. And then the time skip, it just, you know, um, it just, I don't know. You know I just you, you didn't like it. Yeah, you you guys changed my uh my thought process about the time skip. I, I kind of agree with y'all about, about this shit. The end of the episode was pretty decent. Um, you know, with them, you know, Magari, um, Magari, you know, doing a radio little, show, a little podcast. That was pretty cool. radio. Yeah. yeah, it was and, cool. I mean, but they 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 hit on a lot of. They use that time to you know reminisce a lot when I don't think they should have reminisced. Instead. They could have used that time to show us at least a little snippet of these plot points that they missed. So I right. agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. I mean, I don't know. The ending was cute, but like it was. This was I a think, good episode with, but it would have been better without the time skip. So, well, I mean, they could have done a time skip, but at least show like the plot yeah. points. Yeah, they could have given us I mean. uh, ninety seconds of everything you guys just talked about. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, like the. The time skip needed to happen there, but we also needed, I feel like that we needed to see, you know, what happened instead of, you know, getting uh, Magari's friends telling us that she was grounded and she really got an earful and, you yeah. know, Nakami's just doing whatever he wants to do. And then Yukagawa telling Yui that they're going to get a budget because their photo won the contest. Like that, that shit's wild, you know? Right, we don't yeah. even get no like resolutions about what happened with their relationship after the fact, after that trip. Like, well, you know, we really don't get yeah. that until the very end. They say a couple cute words, and I just, I just didn't really like it. 
So, so Tyler, is that like a normal slice of life thing? Because I've only watched a couple, and I mean, this is probably like the second best slice of life I've watched. What was the so, best? This slice was a really wolf. good okay. slice of life romance show. It really was, especially the like last half of the season. It really went hard, but this last episode, like, it just missed. It missed the mark on so many points because it left out, like, it just like I was saying it. It left out like great plot points and just skipped over them just so they could like reminisce and have that little uh, talk together, I guess you can say, but not well, together. So well, yeah, and then that talk ended with like Magari getting ready to reciprocate her feelings to Gantha, and she was like, "Oh, I'll tell you when I wake up. I'm getting tired." And like, I actually really enjoyed that scene because like our girl getting some sleep, fantastic that you know that's so good to <laughs> yeah. see yeah. Oh, like we've we seen them over the past you know a few episodes they they started you know getting tired and stuff and sleeping at night because they started feeling like you know i guess i guess they was content with life i guess yeah. i don't know i mean if you got your if you have insomnia insomnia yourself just go find a baddie is the point of the show i guess oh <laughs> that's it right there but yeah, this this was a really good uh, romance um, show, slice of life uh, show. Um, I feel like they kind of missed the mark uh, on the uh, finale. Um, it it almost didn't really feel like a finale, uh, but it could have been better, especially since we got like two or three episodes before it, two, three or four even that was like really good episodes. So. Yeah, I guess you guys want to get into a little uh little rating for the show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as being one of the few slice of lifes I have seen, um, it's probably my second favorite. Like I said, I've seen Spice and Wolf and Spice and Wolf is gas. Um, I'm gonna give it like a six point five. It was better than mid, it was a good show. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like how the, the, the relationship developed pretty naturally. It wasn't like pushed on us. There was all you know, alternative motives for the for the uh, main characters. I think I'm gonna go six seven, six six, okay. something like that. And now we will get the opinion of our slice of life <laughs> romance expert, our in-house expert. I mean, if this is a mecca, I could talk all about it all day. But this is this is Tyler's domain. Yes, please well, elaborate, sir. Y'all y'all heard me talking about it for like the past last five minutes what i didn't like and kind of what i liked um like i said it's a very good romance i felt like it was very smooth you know and it it didn't really get like very tropey you know a lot of romance and slice of lives they get like hella tropey with like some situations and this didn't really do it so um, thank god yeah and so it really wasn't cringe it was like just really like chill and we love that. So, at it could have in my mind if they did the finale kind of like what we was talking about, this could have been like a high eight for me. But mm, with the finale yeah. just dropping to like it was kind of mid, um, in my opinion, just the way they did it. Um, it's gonna drop it to like a high seven. So, which, still fucking solid though yeah it, it is it was a really good romance it was one of my favorites of the season i think it even uh beat out you know i was really praising skip and loafer at the uh like the first half of the season 
and it just passed it and you know wow so, okay i know yeah. you're yeah you're really talking that one up so that's crazy to hear i mean that was like your one of yeah. your favorite shows this season so that's really impressive yeah so skipping loafer like it it got good really fast you know it was just like chill vibes and stuff and then it just like you know kind of steady stayed the plane you know what i mean where gotcha. you know uh this show insomniacs it just kept on like going straight up you know well, so. yeah i mean the one thing that insomniacs did really well is they followed like the story arc to the climax and then the come down but the come down was just a letdown if that makes sense is what we're all saying yeah, here yeah uh, well, i agree with that at that point it shouldn't even been a come down like it should have been like the finale should have been like a continuation of the climax you well, know what yeah I mean? I mean the climax oh. is here and then it should have settled a little bit but i think it should have settled like maybe like a little bit when it settled a lot they they I almost hit it like a, like we said they almost hit it if it they was would just, just off done, the mark just done what mark, dan yeah. and i was talking about you know that yeah. would have hit it out of the park so you guys can't see me drawing lines with my hands right now <laughs> but like i was like <laughs> it was here and graph. then it was here but it went from here to there beautiful use of inflection right there beautiful <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i think it's pretty solid so yeah it was, um, it was a really good show i mean like i normally don't like slice of life because they're super tropey and super annoying but this was really good in my opinion so yeah. if awesome. you're looking to get into the slice of life genre this is a good show to do but you gotta buy iodive to do it so good luck yeah or pirates so but mm. yeah <laughs> You gotta hit the high seas. You gotta hit the high seas. (laughs) Well, speaking of pirates. There we go. Would you guys like to get into this week's One Piece episode where not a lot happened? 100%. Maybe like 80%, but yeah. Go ahead. All right. So One Piece 1067. uh, To the new era. Settled. The Determination of Brats. What a fucking title. Why are these titles so fucking long lately? What a title, dude. I mean, One Piece titles have always been really long. No, 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 no. This wasn't... The the two pirates got transported to another world and fought a big lady and won. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been an isekai title right there. No, that was kind of short, honestly. That's true, yeah. It involved a vending machine. Um... (laughs) So for a quick summary, Lon Kid finish off none other than the Emperor of the Sea, Big Mom. And she thinks back, Big Mama. And she thinks (laughs) back to Roger's words as she is defeated. Afterwards, Momo realizes who is calling out to him. Shocker. And informs Yamato. So we had a lot going on this episode. It picked up right where 1066 ended. 1066 was a banger. And then this is kind of the next episode where we kind of just hit the climax and everything kind of went down from there, you know? Yeah, like, just... saying, saying there's a lot here is uh, being very generous, Dan. I mean, no, no. I, I said there wasn't a lot. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, no. I, I, don't, said... I, don't think that's, I don't think that's what came out your mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, there, was, there, there was a lot, but it was a lot of like plot points that got hit cool. very briefly yeah it was cool what surprised me is that like they didn't finish up this fight in one go kind of like they uh did with zoro and sanji like that surprised me when i when i seen that last uh the last week i was like they really didn't finish this shit up like yeah. just a couple more minutes <laughs> no, and they, no. they would have been done 
You know? The last episode should have ended with Big Mom plummeting into a pit of lava. That's what I'm saying. With, and we the, didn't... Na- with the narrator going, the battle between Big Mom and Eustace Captain Kid and Trafalgar Law, Surgeon of Death, winner. You know, like that's how they've ended everything so far. It's been great. Cause that's how they ended the manga, too. But, um, yeah. mm-hmm. so see, this episode started off with Big Mom hanging on for dear life above this giant ass pit that Law made with his croom sword anesthesia and Kid going hammer with damn punk, which is essentially a giant ass laser beam that he makes out of thin air. That shit was dope. It was, that shit was dope, dude. Awesome. And, um, so. Big Mom basically calls for Misery to come save her, and Law chops that bitch up, as he should. That was awesome. <laughs> Caught her right up. And I then love we get, Law, man. <laughs> and then we get Big Mom basically plummeting through, like, three floors of Onigashima and then falling through the sky of Wano. And she starts having, like, inner thoughts, which I felt like got really dragged out. A little bit. A little bit. Um... There were like two different stints with her like inner thoughts too. It was one where she was um, thinking about like, you know, what Roger said during, you know, his execution, you know, my, my treasure, uh, go, go find it starting the, you know, the great pirate era. And then it was also with like her own life flashing before her eyes. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, it was a little drawn out, but at least the part with Roger, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool definitely definitely yeah i like to like roger why did you have to do that why couldn't you just tell us where the one piece was you know and yeah, pretty much like you you created these fucking brats and now look at me you son of a bitch <laughs> that was roger's goal so i thought it was kind of stupid i was like come on big mom you know what he was trying to do here you're just mm-hmm. you're just old and angry oh grumpy i mean ass grandma I get, I get what they trying to do. You know, they they was trying to make it more screen time uh, of her getting defeated since she was a, you know, emperor. Um, compared to like Sanji and Zoro, uh, their their opponents wasn't emperors. You know, they was just like the right hand and you know third third in command. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I really do believe that they should have ended it on the uh, previous episode instead of dragging it off into this one. Because this one should have been like a, just like a, you know, catch up on all the other stuff that was happening. What we kind of got, but, you know, instead Big Mom took up half of that or maybe a third of that. I'm not sure. So, yeah, yeah and I I'd mean, say right, right around half or like, I, honestly I, a little bit more. Um, I, I guess we did skip a couple of things. So when Big Mom is clinging on for life, she does use uh, Soul Pocus, which is her um double fruit ability where basically she can suck the souls out of people to give herself more power and she goes ham on this women that do that if 50 years of your life or be my slave why not both (laughs) that's basically the same thing for a woman in our lives (laughs) i got the ring to show it But um, so basically all the crew members from both Law and Kid's crew, as well as the Beast Pirates, are all getting their souls sucked out of them. And it flashes to Law and Kid, and it's not affecting them. So the big point of Big Mom's mat or devil fruit magic is that she needs to the um I guess the affected need to be afraid is the way I'm gonna put it. And uh that's correct. 
kid and law they ain't scared of that shit and they're just like nah this this woman's fucking foot in the grave let's just finish her off <laughs> and law's just like yo let's shut this let's shut this lady up bro let's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, and like a lot of the characters were actually getting their souls sucked out of them, and uh, I thought it was cool how Kid and Law were like, "Okay, so I have no reason to be afraid of her. Like, she's damn near dead. Like, we got her. Like, this is it." And then, like, uh, Law steps in. And he puts like the silence bubble around her. Um, I loved that. The callback. The callback to Rosanate Doflamingo's Devil Fruit. There, mm-hmm. Doflamingo's brother. If you guys. Um, don't remember he is a power his double fruit ability Corazon silent silence fruit or whatever it is yeah 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 his real name was Rosanate I don't know why I'm picking that up but uh the memory's deep here boys um but his um double fruit ability was basically to create silence and law uses the ope ope nomi to basically do that to big mom so nobody can hear her scream and she can't talk to anyone, which is fucking awesome. That was an awesome callback to his boy's devil fruit right there. Yeah, that was that was a, a cool little moment. And like he ends up saving all like you know everybody else outside of him and uh and kid. So it was actually a big clutch up. And we saw a lot of kid like taking over the big moments uh, when they were fighting Big Mom. So it was cool to like to see um, Law actually clutch this up for everybody in, in the end. Definitely. And it was it was just that callback was so fucking cool, dude. I loved it. Wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. Considering considering we didn't actually like uh you know, this should have been on that last episode. Uh they actually did a really good job of incorporating it into this one with all the, you know, uh details uh, you know, surrounding uh Big Mom's last uh push for life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you guys, well, uh, I guess I gotta ask my. I gotta answer this one myself. Um, I don't. We haven't seen like a big baddie die, so I think she's just out of the fight. Even though she got put into a pit of magma. Well, I okay. think she's. I think she's cooked. Oh, she's uh, <laughs> quite literally cooked. <laughs> I was, was going to say, you know, we haven't seen many people die in One Piece, right? Like, there's no, only that's what been I'm a saying. few One Piece uh, only like only like grunts die in One Piece. So that's what I, that's why I was thinking that. But like, Besides, you like, guys know characters. more than me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a main character, big plot point. So I think, I think she, I think her goose is cooked. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, that's a pit of lava, man. I don't care how strong like, you are. That's a fucking pit of lava. You would think that she's done, but like, like I said, there's, she's fucking big mom at the same time. Bro. It's just, it's just hard to, you know, say that they're dead because we don't really know, you know, like there's only been like what two, two people, like two big people die mm-hmm. up until now. Is that right? Yeah. Is, am I thinking right? Yeah. And so, like, maybe three. I don't know. I just can't remember. But I just, I don't know. Unless unless they say they're dead or, like, it shows them dead. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not I don't. I don't believe they're then. dead, so. Right. Yeah, I mean. I also thought it was very interesting that um, even as Big Mom is falling into that pit of magma of the fucking molten core of the earth, she's like, do these brats think this is going to kill me? Uh, I don't know why she was fucking clinging on. Like, she's delusional. Like, what the fuck is up with you, dog? They beat your ass. I think it's a little bit of she's delusional there. Yeah, I yeah. think she just can't can't accept it, you know? She can't accept that she lost. You know, that she's about to maybe die. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. She, I can she, definitely she, see that. I mean, she's been emperor of the sea for who knows how long, you know? Like the 100%. only one that was close to her was what Kado and Whitebeard, maybe, you know, at the time. So, like, I th- she don't I, think that she should be getting beat or, you know, or dying right now to someone other than Kado or Whitebeard. So, yeah, which yeah, I is fair. I, I think it's a really great way to show the turning of the turning of the uh, the century, though, essentially with what we're not century, but turning of the era that we're seeing right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, this did this episode did. It was mainly focused on the end of the fight with Big Mom, Law and Kid. Uh, but we also got to see um, a little bit follow up on Zoro, um, the Grim Reaper, uh, pretty much. Uh, I don't know, like he, he fell up off, off a cliff. He's still dying. Got to see a, where he lands. And we saw Raizo holding up against uh, Pukuro Kuju, um, big earlobe boy. Um, he actually, did we see where Zoro landed? Did it show no, that? it did okay. not. It just showed him falling off the cliff. Yeah. Um, so, R.I.P. to them swords, baby. Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> ain't no fucking way. <laughs> where are they? they, they we, last we, time he we gonna find them. them. Laying on the I, know he gonna, I don't know where they are, but he gonna find them. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn ready gonna find him. Uh, <laughs> um I thought Rizo's like the end of his battle was pretty cool. Like um I'm gonna call him Fuku, like the 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 uh yeah, ninja master. Yeah, yeah. Um he hardly got set on fire and Rizo had been on fire for a long time and he was still the first person to give out. I thought that showed a lot of heart by Rizo. Well, just um, like just like he said, you know, he's uh he's um uh, what's the word for it? Of Odin, retainer. Uh, retainer of Odin. Like you know, that's his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he stood so, on that shit. One hundred percent, he stood on that he, shit. That shit was, was like, he was like, yeah, I don't even know why they was doing that for, but that's the hand sign <laughs> for the paralysis jutsu, I guess. <laughs> the little okay, yeah, okay. This dude, this dude, you know, got fully enveloped by flames and just like instantly fell fuck. over. Oh yeah, other and, dude. Yeah. And was still doing it, you know. And Rizo was over here, just like, "Look at you, <laughs> look at you, bitch, you little bitch." <laughs> Rizo went so hard that whole fight. No, for real, it was it was a, it was a great a Mexican standoff. Um, really love that shit. I mean, that means we have one fight left. As the yeah. big boy, yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. Up. Yeah, we just gotta. They just gotta handle. Uh, uh, Kaido at this point, and we also saw you know, kind of to close out the episode a little bit, we also saw uh Zunisha calling out to Momo again. Uh, he finally realized who it was. He actually said, uh, he knows the lore behind it. He actually said, uh, Zunisha was a companion of uh Joy Boy in the past, and uh, and she's approaching the island, so this is this is getting exciting. No spoilers. <laughs> Not. Yeah, I, I heard it this time, so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to bleep anything out for you guys today, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was an interesting point. Um, then we got some exciting things coming up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited for the rest of the summer for One Piece. Definitely, man. I think One Piece is going to start picking up really heavy starting this episode releasing tonight. So I'm really excited to watch that. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Yeah. And I think we we got some special stuff coming up in the Discord too. You want to let let them know about it, y'all? Yeah. So we're gonna be doing a watch party for the big One Piece episode. No spoilers. Um, 
it's either going to be the 29th or August 5th, I believe. Yeah, something like that. It's either the last of the month or the first of the August, uh, somewhere around there. Um, but I mean, this this ain't the only uh, event that we've done. You know, uh, we've done multiple events before, and we'll probably do, you know, even more events in the future. So if you if you want to come hang out in Discord and uh, join and stuff, you know, and yeah, we'd be glad. I, to have I mean, definitely stay on the lookout for us on, on Twitter. We we will announce when we're doing the watch party for One Piece. And I've got some really fun ideas for some Discord game nights. Yeah. Just saying. So linktree.com slash anime dgens. Shit goes hard. We're out here. Yeah. Well, awesome, guys. Hope you really enjoyed this week's weekly rundown. Sorry. Sorry, let me get my Canadian accent out here. This is me and Bastard in Canada. Sorry. Sorry. We were up there in Canada playing some golf and hitting some balls there, eh? Um, make sure to join the Discord, like Tyler just said, linktree.com slash anime dgens. And we'll catch you next, I guess, tonight. T- today? Tonight? <laughs> right now. Right now. For, we're, we're about to drop the, uh, the dgens bullshit hour as well, and you will see the rundown on Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Could see you, boys.